0: what's up everyone this is episode number four of the wax museum podcast where i talk about all things basketball cards past present and future this is your host kyle and i'm privileged today i'm joined by another veteran in the hobby Um, a lot of you guys probably know him from instagram or blowout or other places named adam Um, but i'm going to let him introduce himself
1: awesome kyle thank you for having me on uh, yeah, as Kyle said, I'm Adam. Um, some of you might have seen me before on the forums and on eBay and other places as the 27 guy. Um, just to tell you a little bit about myself, I as, as Kyle said, I'm definitely a hobby veteran. I'm 36 and I've been in the hobby since I was like in kindergarten. So the first set that I ever worked on was 1990 Hoops. Uh, I went to my local card, card store all growing up and then started to work for the card store when I was 16, went off on a, an LDS mission when I was 19 and came back a couple years later and continued to work in the, work at the card shop, house of cards in Salt Lake City. Uh, the, the hobby, the hobby has been, has been a huge part of my life. I. Uh, so not only did I work at the shop for six or seven years, but I also uh, paid for a good portion of my, my mission and my my undergraduate and my master's degrees, sort of buying and selling cards. Um, so I guess I could call myself a flipper slash collector. Um, in recent years, uh, since I've kind of gotten into my career, I'm less concerned with sort of the money that I can make and more concerned with um, with with collecting and I'm doing all sorts of s- sorts of fun stuff with the collecting, but yeah, it's been an important part of my life. Uh, those of you who've seen me on the forums know that uh, I love interacting with people in that way. And recently, over the last probably six months, I've I've done a post a day on Instagram. My handle there is uh, at the real 27 guy and if you ever you know want to get a hold of me or have any questions for me, I'm, I'm hopefully pretty friendly and uh, you can always reach out there or blow out. I'm not not difficult to get a hold of. So uh, that's me as far as the card stuff goes. I always like to say, and I, I kind of buried the lead, but I always like to say cards obviously come second. First, I'm a husband and a father of three. Um, and, um, CPA, working work in accounting in the, the world of, of private equity and love my job and career and life's really good man, no no complaints so thanks for giving me a few minutes to introduce myself
0: Yeah, no problem so Adam, one of the reasons why I, I wanted to get you on here is because we're actually, today we're talking about um, the projected number one pig Zion Williamson and the impact that he could have on the basketball card hobby as a whole um, which is It would be fitting if they're still in the tournament. They're not. Spoiler alert for any of you that are following or not. um, They're (laughs) not in the tournament anymore. But I don't care. Like I'm an NBA fan. He's the number one projected pick, so I'm going to talk about him either way. So I figured we'd do it around the the championship game. Um, So we have to take a look at, in order to really understand the future and what could happen with these cards in the future, we have to look at the past Adam is the perfect person for that because he's been in this hobby for so long. Um, Like he said, he does a lot of the buying and selling, which, by the way, flipping is not bad. Um, So he's a great candidate for that. So let's take a look. Let's just start off. Um, We've mentioned Zion. I I don't want to assume that all of our listeners know everything about Zion, even though he's been plastered all over every newspaper and TV show. Um, So Zion Williamson, number one pick. Um, He went to Duke University. He's listed as a 6'6 power forward. He's 272 pounds is what Draft Express has him at right now, which is really a strange mix. So He's he's not incredibly tall, but he's a big guy. He averages 22.6 points per game, 8.9 rebounds per game, 68% field goal percentage, almost 34% three point percentage, 64% free throw percentage. So um, Adam, I don't know how much you've watched Duke this year, um, but from what you have seen, what are your initial impressions of Zion just as a basketball player in general?
1: Well, you hit the first thing that I think comes to mind, which is his combination of his his height and his weight are really unusual, especially to name somebody who's a uh, an elite prospect today I think you know if you go back about a decade you might find some guys that are 6'6 to 6'7 in, in the 260-265 range but the, we typically think of those guys as like tweeners or un- undersized as far, as far as height goes um, and then you know there's some worries that like that go off in your head but but in today's league it's it's really infrequent because you don't see that those you don't see those combinations really at the four or at the three. Um, the thing that I think about and that's that's interesting, and I you know I'm not going to claim to be an expert, and I'm certainly not a scout or anything. I've I've projected some players really well and some really poorly, and we could go through the list of those things. But um, I think he he has. Um, he has a chance to be. He has a chance to be great. He. I think he might be a center in today's NBA, which is weird because he's six. What'd you say? Isn't he listed at six six or six they're, seven? They're listing
0: him at six six. I've seen people say six seven. I've seen people say six five. So, but yeah. so he's somewhere in that range, which still would be smaller than a conventional center. But I mean, basketball's positionless now, so you know. I guess he could be. Um, I think. I think
1: so. I think that it it could be a great fit for him just because, from a matchup perspective, I think he's got the length to really. I mean, clearly he causes real problems defensively for other teams. Sorry, as as a defender, he causes real problems because of his length. And so, you know, the old saying: you rebound with your hands, not with the top of your head. Um, I, I don't. I don't think it matters how tall he is. I think he can protect the rim. But then on the other side of the ball, I, I don't. Like, good luck if you're a center guarding him. There's a few guys in the league that will be really problematic for him, but um, I just think from a matchup perspective, you put him in at the five and you say, go both guard this guy and be guarded by this guy, and I think he presents some real matchup problems.
0: Yeah, we have, uh, now granted... People who know him are going to laugh at this comparison, but wasn't Chuck Hayes like six six as well? Yeah, yeah I he's mean that. he's not as athletic, obviously, but True. like he his center of gravity was lower. He knew how to leverage his body well. Like it could work. He couldn't shoot free throws, but
1: it could work. Um, what do you think about What do you think about like a, this is a This is a name that not everybody loves. But what What do you think about a comp like Draymond? You
0: know I've seen that I saw I saw somebody say um, Draymond with 40 pounds of muscle and I thought that was actually that's actually pretty good um, and and here I've seen a lot of people you know say that he's just a dunker and that you know it's just all athleticism but it's like you watch this guy he's got a he's explosive he's athletic he's got a quick first step he can put the ball on the floor there was this idea at the start of the year that um, he would get buried at Duke because of all of the talent there. With uh, you had Reddit, uh, the three-point shooter. You had uh, Barrett. You know, you had Jones. All that talent there. He's going to get buried. And what actually happened was they performed so poorly as a team that he actually looked a lot better. Um, now, obviously, there's some issues. The height, like you said, you know, we don't know how that's going to work out. The jump shot. He really didn't have to shoot a lot at Duke. Um, One thing I want to point out before we really get to the cards is um, a lot of people maybe aren't familiar with this. It's a stat called PER. And um, PER is something that's become more mainstream in the last 10 years. Um, It was created by a guy named John Hollinger who worked at ESPN. And now he's in the Grizzlies front office. Basically, it's got this huge, uh, absurd, like long formula but the idea is that it sums up the positive, subtracts the negative, and returns a per-minute performance rating. Um, it's not a perfect stat, but his PER is over 40. And, like, all of the other great players from the last 10 years that have scored well on PER are around 35. So it's like hmm. he, he's just crushing advanced stats at college ball right now. That doesn't mean he's going to fit, but he's just crushing it. Anyway, um, Let's go to the cards here because that's really this. People are here for the cards, right? I want to keep talking about basketball in general, but let's talk about the cards. No, um, man, I can
1: tell people really just need our best basketball expertise. That's what we have to add. <laughs> I, I'm the wrong guy, right? So <laughs> no, we're great. We're great. So when so uh, well, speaking
0: of expertise, I'm not an expert. But the other day, someone on Facebook—they're posting all these Zion custom cards that are selling on eBay. And they're asking, you know, we have a lot of new collectors and that's, I love new collectors. I love people coming into the hobby, but they're asking, you know, should I pick these up? Is this a good investment? And it's, it's just, just wait, you know, just wait. We're seeing, so the demand is already there. People are buying custom cards of Uh Zion on eBay, which is insane to me.
1: It, it is it is insane, and, and, and one of the main reasons that it's insane is because since it doesn't have a license and there's no brand behind it, there's literally nothing to stop one of these cards from being recreated indefinitely, right? And the, the, the producers of them, not only are they unlicensed, we used to refer to them as broders back in the, the <laughs> 90s, Um, not only are they unlicensed and illegal to, to, to create, they also are, they can be created forever. So although some of them are like serial numbered and things like that, they have no defined long-term value. Uh, I would, I would run, I would not like I, to to people like you and me who have been around for a long time, these aren't, these aren't, um, these aren't where you would want to put any money.
0: There's no authority. Like. Like, I right. know people have issues with Panini or whatever, but, like, I can trust Panini if it says there's 35, like, they're going to have 35 cards, although I have seen some that have a number <laughs> higher. Don't ask me to explain that. I'll never understand that. But for the most part, I expect them to stay within that range. Um, right. You, 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 know you, you just don't though? know. What's up.
1: You know, what you see, though, is you, see, you also see on the back of the card, you see that little NBA logo that represents that the card was authorized by by the nba you see the copyright sign and, and maybe you even see some of those on the, on the fake cards <laughs> which again is, is 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 illegal that's not it's not okay but it's good that you mentioned that because i've seen some of those cards out there too and it's important for people to know that that's not something that they should be buying
0: right so so now we know there's already some demand here and i know this is a very general question here but And maybe it's too obvious of a question, but I want to get your thoughts on this. Just in general, what kind of an impact do you think Zion's going to have on this upcoming card market? So We haven't seen anything like this in a long time. The Simmons hype wasn't quite the same. Luca and Trey weren't even, you know, the number one pick. Um, So what kind of effect do you think he'll have on the market?
1: It's a general question, but, you know, if we wanted to take the next two hours just to sort of consider what might happen we definitely could and um you know i i could go on for a long time on this so what i would say is if i start to go on too long maybe stop me i'll try to measure myself and and not talk forever but um but basically whenever there's a large a large star right a really bright star that's where people put their focus and when people put their focus there they also take their focus away from from other things What I think is interesting in this in this time in you know April of 2019, is I think that we as collectors and as a market that I I kind of use that word you know intentionally as a market, um, I think we're smarter than we've been historically, and so you know if you if you read the forums and you and you you are talking to other people, other people are already not investing. Again, investing is an intentional word. Other people are not investing in other current rookies and in other things that they might be considering investing in so that they can be saving or getting ready to invest in Zion. And so it's already started to have an impact. That, That impact goes back, you know, probably, I don't know, three, four, five months at least. Um, back to, I mean, we, we knew who he, who he was before he was coming out of high school. We knew he was a big name, even though we didn't know he was going to be the number one pick when he got to college. That was in that. Right. It probably, I mean, I guess in some degrees it maybe still is there's some other really good project or prospects, but. Um, now,
0: now that's insane though. Like that people are, and I agree, I've seen it too. People are saving up. Like, think about how long, like we, how far away we are from actual production. Like, no one's going to save up for hoops base cards. So that's the first. We're going to get some stuff at the National, probably in Duke uniform. We're going to get some hoops base cards. When does hoops come out? Like October, maybe? Yeah. End of yeah. October. And of course, I'm sure Immaculate or Flawless will not be out yet then, but he won't be in that because they want to release new products before old. We, I can't even explain that well. You know um, what? Though
1: they they will be out. They'll be out. The college versions will be out. And oh, you're like, right. They will sell like crazy too. Because this year, I mean, Duke Duke stuff, as you know, sells really well. You look at even like some of the Grayson Allen stuff from last year. Uh, it did really well, even though he's not a guy who we're even sure is going to make it in the NBA. Really, um, right? But yeah, sure, think, you're a Utah
0: think, Jazz, right? This is a you're yeah. a Jazz fan. I, I, I just bring up my jazz as,
1: as often as I possibly can. But um, do you know, I've
0: the, held out. I want to talk. I want to talk about the Pacers so much every episode. I'm gonna do it someday. I'm just gonna just all Pacers. I'm sorry, folks.
1: If you want to do an hour on uh, Sabonis, I'm in. But um, <laughs> but those seriously, like I think those those college product, products that haven't done well historically, you're gonna see. Especially, you know, if he's got on-card autographs and things like that in there, those, those are going to do really well.
0: Yeah. Um, do you think they'll ramp up production of the college stuff then?
1: I haven't thought about that, but it feels like it makes sense.
0: I, yeah, I think it would make sense, too. I traditionally hate college products. Like, I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. I just can't stand them. I don't know why. And I, I do. I'm an Indiana fan, but I just don't want to buy college stuff. I will tell you, I would love if they would get the shoe that blew up and did, like, Soul of the Game cards. I think that would oh, be, man. like, such an iconic hobby card. Panini, that's an idea. You can take it. You can have it for free. Um, I, actually, I actually
1: saw um, Rick, uh, Rick Probstein from Probstein123 and Ken Golden from Golden Auctions having a little back and forth on their Facebook about that particular shoe. Uh, which was kind of funny. It's random that that you mentioned that and that, that I saw this, but but they, I think it was Rick, kind of made the case that that uh, that shoe would probably be worth you know a million dollars or something to Nike to not have it kind of get out <laughs> into the hands of the public. And that might be true because that's such a bad moment for them to have that to have that shoe burst the way that it did, really explode the right. way that it did. Um, and if you're but,
0: Puma or Reebok or Adidas, like you want to buy that shoe to. <laughs> flaunt it, right? <laughs> right,
1: exactly.
0: Okay, so let's talk about um so we we've hit college. Here's uh, the next thing I want to talk about and is does team matter? So, let's set up a couple of scenarios here. Um we we know that the New York Knicks in uh, in their minds all Knicks fans have are already picking Zion number 1 even though we don't know who has the number 1 pick. Um <laughs> they also have two they have room for two max free agency slots. So in their minds, they've also already got KD and Kyrie, which I think could could possibly happen. I don't know. I'm not going to claim that it's going to happen. It it could happen. They seem like they want to go somewhere. So you have the potential of, you know, what if they get those two guys in Zion? You know, does that affect prices? Or then what if he gets on a team like the Cavs or the Suns? Because look at DeAndre Ayton, like he averaged sixteen and ten, and no one cares. So, what do you think? How much do you think team will matter when it comes to the Zion craze?
1: I think it matters. Um, I think if he's if he's really great, it probably won't matter that much because what what's additive about him going to the right. Um, the right team or the right state is, is that there's this maybe larger collector base and, and, and more, more fame but I think that the base of the hobby is more founded in sort of like um, investing in a, a guy who's going to be great like I think there, there are more people who care about that than care about where he is or which team he plays for
0: okay yeah, I think I agree with that. I always wonder like the potential scenarios and I don't even know who has the top 5 picks right now, but you know, you you want I kind of want them in a big market. I'm I'm like I love seeing the Knicks and the Celtics and the Lakers and all these like historic teams do well. Yeah. Um it just feels right to me. Although I'm a Pacers fan and then that means we aren't winning, but I, I was kind of bred for disappointment, so that's fine, whatever. but I kind of <laughs> want to see him in a big market because I, I think he can handle the attention he's already had it. Um, so I, I think that would be good for cards as well. you know get him in a big market, get more money you know into the hobby, get more people interested. Um, because let's think about it if we can kind of liken it to LeBron and I'm not calling him LeBron. I'm not saying he's on that level. But um, LeBron kind of—I had taken a little bit of a break from the hobby. I've always collected for you know since the mid '90s, but I did take a little bit of a break, and LeBron kind of sucked me back in. Um, I don't know if you remember, there were like box, like tons of box sets and insert sets with just LeBron. Yeah. Um. Do for you sure. think? Do I mean we haven't really seen that with Panini? Do you think it's time to maybe cash in on that? I mean, why didn't we have a a Luca? You know a whole Luca insert set this year.
1: Now, when you say box set and then you say insert set, um, I, like I, 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 kind of think I understand why they didn't do a box set of Luca because I think that in the production planning there is 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 more significant. So you see it more for guys that are like number one, clear from day one, going to be the star. And remember, Luca was what third drafted overall. Some yeah, and so, they
0: swapped him and Trey, but neither one of them
1: were, you know, the top dog. Yeah, what's funny is those two that got swapped from each other might might well be the the, the two best. I am very much um, uh, partial though because I because I've got a, a pretty big Trey card. But anyway, um, <laughs> but yeah, I I think that, that something like a box set could be really good uh, for, for for Zion and. And if Panini is able to sort of uh, create some sort of um, agreement to do that from early on, I think that would make a lot of sense. Panini did has done some some Kobe-specific sets. So I know that's not right. rookie, really which is one of your filters. But, um, but yeah, I, I think that they could do that, and I think it would be really popular.
0: They did the college sets, too. Like, they did a North Carolina set. And once they bought all the licenses they were doing, they did a Kansas set. Which was that one kind of surprised me, but there, I mean, there's definitely the history there. Um, Mm -hmm. Maybe it's time to throw out another Duke set. Um, I mean, I think do it, you know, before you release your expensive college stuff. So it's just get whatever's the first Zion card, make it a cheap card, but then everyone can be a part of this chase. Um, Panini, once again, these ideas are free.
1: Yeah. They should take them. I mean, your, your, your advice might be free. This is one of the great things about the hobby. And I don't know if Panini would agree with this or not, but, um, but I think you've got people like you who, who do know a lot about the hobby and do have really good foresight into, into what would, what would sell and, it's, it might be free advice, but you, you represent a lot of the, the hobby and a lot of the way that people other people feel. Um, I think it's good advice. I will say, um, going back to a thought uh, from a couple of minutes ago, but before I lose it because I looked it up, the five teams that are the most likely right now to land uh, Zion would be, um, or at least the five worst records in the league are New York, Cleveland, Chicago, Atlanta that's right Phoenix. I forgot
0: Chicago that would and, be another one just think Chicago oh needs a superstar that would be good although they're in the central but I they need a superstar
1: they do and, and here's the thing is all of those are pretty big cities I mean the smallest of those five cities is is it Cleveland I mean it's probably Phoenix but then I
0: mean that yeah, would be I think uh, market wise yeah though Cleveland there's no interest right
1: yeah, I think I mean we think of Cleveland and we think of them being like maybe bigger than they are, I don't know, but but they uh but but you know, after having LeBron and it would feel almost wrong considering all the number one picks that they Yeah, gotten. they
0: they don't need a fifth number one pick. Sorry Cleveland fans. It's just
1: too I, much. <laughs> I want to see him the one the one of those that stands out to me the most. So, did you say you like you like Chicago? Is that the one that you? Would I do. Go, if do they go? weren't
0: in the yeah, if they weren't in the Central Division, that that would be great. But yeah, I I mean, we need you know we need a post Jordan superstar. I know we had Derek Rose, that he kind of burn out you know too soon. Um, but yeah, it'd be nice to have another star there.
1: Yeah, I so if I had a pick out of all those, and I'm not, I'm probably not not as good at thinking about the markets as you are, but. Um, but I like the idea of him playing in Atlanta. Um, okay. Again, total, totally in on Trey right now with, with the big card of his that I have. But but I, I just think that I, – I don't think Zion's ready to go out and play with the ball in his hands a ton. And I think if you can put him at one of the big spots with a point guard who really knows how to pass, Trey's like toward the top of the league and assists not only as a rookie but in, in the whole league he's one of the best playmakers, which is crazy to say, you put him next to Collins, who's another one of the great, you know, big man dunkers, highly athletic, also can shoot and space the floor. That team's already like a lead pass team. You add him, you add Zion to that and suddenly they're the lead, they're the lead pass team of the league.
0: I like it. I think that's good. So I know those of you that are listening right now, you're probably thinking like we're 25 minutes in or somewhere around there. And we've not talked about Prism. Um, that was intentional. Don't think that we've not forgotten about Precious Prism. That is not that is not the case here. Um, I actually want to save that for part two. So I'm going to actually leave you with a little bit of a cliffhanger here. Um, there's been rumors. There's been a lot of speculation. And I don't know, you know if it's just people making this up. But I've seen a lot of people talking about this. That Upper Deck might sign Zion to an exclusive deal. Um, this seems like a very real possibility. That's why I'm waiting to talk about Prism because it will be better in part two where we talk about our exclusives. So that's our cliffhanger here. That's it. That's all. We're, you're not going to get any more this week. Sorry, guys. Um, so Adam, do you have anything that you want to plug again real quick? Just your Instagram or anything else?
1: Sure. Uh, at the real 27 guy on Instagram. Um, and yeah, that's it. I'll see you guys around the forums and uh, let me know if you ever, if you ever have any questions or anything.
0: All right. So if you want to follow the wax museum podcast on Instagram, it's at wax museum podcast. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes or Google play. Um, help me pay the bills and grab a shirt in the store until next time. This is the wax museum podcast.